Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, if you're a leader, I'm sure the last couple of years have probably been a little challenging because things are different now than they used to be. And so today we're going to talk about some modern leader skills, some of those things that you need to be able to survive in this new reality that we have now in, in business in general, right? And, uh, and so we're going to get in and talk a little bit more about that because I'm sure that you've probably seen it's a little bit more difficult to manage or lead people now. It may be a little bit more difficult even to lead or manage yourself. And so in today's episode, we're going to get in and talk more about some of those modern leader skills that you need to be successful in the future. So with that, let's roll the episode. Hi, I'm Jason Mefford, and you're in the right place to start transforming your career and life with this podcast. I've been in the trenches as an executive leader, and now I'm an executive coach and confidential advisor to executives all over the world. I use a multidisciplinary approach to improve learning that drives transformation by getting to the root cause in a practical, no-nonsense way. I love learning and sharing what makes people tick. You get both education and entertainment, since learning shouldn't be boring, right? But that's enough about me. This podcast is a combination of intuitive leadership, neural influence, and mental mastery to take your career and life to levels you've never thought possible. If you're wanting to improve yourself, develop stronger relationships professionally and personally, make quicker, better decisions, and become a more effective leader, then of course, this podcast is for you because you are going to learn how to manage emotions in yourself and others, avoid burnout, stress, and anxiety, master your mind, get people to listen and take action, and become a lifelong learner. And when you do that, you will have a positive mental attitude, executive leadership presence, and the skills to know exactly what to say and do in any situation. I'm glad you're here. So, let's get started. All right, so I want to jump in, and I'm just calling it modern leader skills um, because I, I think, you know, as, as we go through time, things change, you know? And uh, as somebody who is serious about your career, I'm sure that you're looking at it and saying, man, you know what? I have certain challenges uh, that I didn't have a couple of years ago before we started working re- so much remotely. Uh, and, you know, maybe some of the relationships with people that you work with or that work for you are maybe a little bit different than they were before. 
So I want to jump in and talk about there's kind of four different areas that I want to go through and talk a little bit about today uh, to help you understand and give you some some guidance or some tips on what some of these new skills are that will help you to be more successful. Uh, so I'm going to go through real quick and just kind of list them off and then we'll get in and uh, talk about each of these. So the first one is relationships versus transactions. Okay. The next one is power versus force. Then we're going to talk a little bit about internal versus external. And then we're going to talk a little bit about influence versus manipulating. Okay. Now, again, since it's all unscripted and it's just you and me talking, I might not go in that particular order, but hey, you've been listening to the podcast for long enough. You already understand that, right? So let's jump in first and start talking about relationship versus transaction. So what I mean by this is, you know, uh, a lot of people are, we're, we're, we're so focused on being productive, okay, on being productive, doing as much as we can, being as efficient as possible, that we're worried usually about checking things off of our list, and so we've got a whole bunch of things that we need to do, and we just have to get through them really quick, right? I'm sure you can relate to that. Now, when we get into that mindset, we start doing things transactionally instead of more on a relationship basis, okay? And so again, the advent of computers, and in fact, actually working from home or working remotely even increases the tendency for us to want to be more transactional in nature. So let me give you an example. It's very quick and easy to send somebody a Slack message or a text message today and to just say, hey, get it done. Great. Thanks. You know, very short little things to go along because you know what? We're all busy and we're trying to get as much stuff done as we can. Now, I understand. I, I, I get that, right? But here's the problem um, that comes from this. When we start treating people like transactions, that doesn't feel good, right? Do you like to get treated like a transaction or like a number? You know, I feel like a number if you're Bob Seeger. Uh, we don't, right? We, we prefer to actually have connection and relationships with other people. And so what do we need to do different now? Right. Well, instead of just focusing on the transactions and trying to get as much work done as we can as quickly as possible, we need to spend more time actually developing and having that connection and relationship with other people. So you can call it relationship leadership if you want to or whatever. But the idea is, you know what, the people that you're working with or that are working for you need to actually feel like you have a relationship with them. Now, I'm sure that you can imagine, you know, if you're in a, in a romantic relationship, you have a partner, husband, wife, whatever. Imagine if you treated that relationship like you treat a lot of your work relationships. Okay. So again, imagine that, you know, you've got, you've got two partners and they're together. Hey, you're going to make dinner tonight. Yep. What are you making? I'm making this. Oh, 
things. <laughs> that, that doesn't go over so good, right? Um, and, and you can see how now again, I mean, some people that is how their relationships are set up. But people with relationships like that usually have some relationship problems, right? And so we need to actually spend time and invest in those relationships. You know, sometimes it means we actually just need to chit chat for a few minutes before we get down to business. You know, how are you doing? You know, hey, I noticed this picture on your wall. I really like that picture. You know, is there a story behind it that you can tell me? Um, you know, anything that we can do to start learning a little bit more about the person on the other side of the screen. Those are things that are so important now. Why? Because again, the more that we are isolated, the more that all of us as humans are craving that connection. We're craving connection with other people. And the fact that we have been so isolated is actually causing a lot of mental health problems with people. In fact, I was talking to somebody just today um, about this and about how alone she feels, uh, you know, and all of the mental stresses that she's feeling and that others of her peers that she's talking to are feeling as well, right? Why? Well, probably again, because a lot of people are going through the motions. They're doing the transactions. They're not actually connecting with other people. And so again, when we focus on that area, we, we don't have that great of relationships. And so when things come up, when there are problems, we typically have relationship problems. And so I'll give you another example. I was talking with a leader um, a couple months ago, and we were talking about this person had a, a particular employee that they were having some issues with. And as we got into talking about what was going on, a little bit more about this person, um, about the things that had been happening, all of a sudden I stopped and I said, you know what, you don't have an employee problem, you have a relationship problem. And that really caught this leader off and they're like, what do you mean? Well, because they had not done some of the things that they needed to do to be able to help develop the relationship, they didn't have a good relationship with this other person. And so the person was worried about, they didn't know what to do. They were taking things the wrong way because they didn't really know or have a connection with that leader. So what we can do different, one of the things that you have to do if you want to be more modern, and I'm guessing you want to be more modern, right? You don't want to be like an old traditional stick in the mud. One of the things that you're going to need to start to do is start to treat people like people and actually have real relationships with them. Now, again, I've already given you a little tip on that. It can be as simple as asking a little bit about them, getting to know them a little bit more. Don't be all about business, but actually bring in some of that human nature. You know, <clears throat> if you're sitting here watching the video with me, uh, there's lots of things in the background of my office that you could ask me about. Right. Hey, Jason, I see you have a guitar there. Do you play? Well, of course I play because I have a guitar sitting there right now because I have a guitar sitting there. You also know it must be important to me if I have it sitting within arm's reach of my office chair. Right. So already you can start to develop a connection with me and we can start to talk about music. Right. And that shows me that you actually care about me. 
And when we know that other people care about us as human beings and are not just treating us like a transaction, things change significantly. Okay. So that's one of the things, you know, again, as you think about some of these more modern skills and things that we need to do, um, one of the areas that we need to work on. And like I said, it's, it's especially true if you're working remotely that you have to be much more intentional about actually doing some of these things. Okay. So the next one, let's talk about power versus force. Now, again, those two words might seem very similar, but they're actually quite different. Now, as someone, you know, as a leader, you have certain power, but, you know, just because of the position that you happen to be in, okay, you're, you're the person who determines how much money somebody gets paid. That gives you some power in that relationship. But really, the difference between power versus force is how you use it, okay? And a lot of times when people think they're being powerful, what they're actually doing is they're using force instead of power. So what does that look like? Well, again, if I'm the boss and I just tell you, look, Jason, you got to do this. If you don't do this, this isn't going to be good for you. If you don't do it, I'm going to fire you. That's using force instead of using power. Okay. And, and this, this next concept around internal versus external, that's really where the power comes in. Okay. And you've probably heard me talk about this before and that's fine. You might be saying, I already know this. Well, if you already know it, are you actually doing it? And if the answer is no, then maybe you better listen again, right? That's why you hear me repeat myself so much of the time. So what's the difference between internal versus external power? That is where your power is derived or comes from, okay? So again, if I'm the boss, if I have a title, if you report to me, that gives me external power. I have a title. I make more money than you do. Therefore, I have external power. If I wear a uniform, if we were in the military and I was a general and you were a captain, I would have external power over you. But what I'll ask you is just because somebody has external power, do you actually listen to what they say? You might, you might not. It depends on the, the type of person that you are. But one thing that we're starting to see more and more of is people don't give a damn about your external power. I don't give a damn about your external power. <laughs> you know, if I do a little Joan Jet there about bad reputation. But people don't care. People don't respect you just because you have a position of power. Now, that's something that has changed in the last few years. You know, in the past, we used to defer to people uh, just because of who they were, because of the, the external power that they had. We're not seeing that anymore. And so, you know, you can't rely on saying things like, I'm the boss, so you have to do what I say. That's not a good enough reason anymore. And again, especially if people are not in the office and you don't have your finger on them and you can't glare at them across the room, you've lost all of that external power. Plus, it's really not the best place to be focusing anyway. 
Instead, internal power is the power that exudes from yourself. People give you power because of who you are being, not your title. So what does that mean? Well, again, the way that I kind of, you know, show or try to, 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 to contrast the difference between external versus internal power, imagine someone who is a third world dictator. That person has external power. They usually wear a military suit. They might have people with guns around them, right? That is a, a, an outward of external power. Internal power would be someone like a monk or a Mother Teresa or a Gandhi or somebody like that who people respect and give power to or deference to because of who that person is being, because that person serves, because that person loves, because that person has integrity in what they say and in what they do people by default end up giving those people power or allow that power to be used in order to influence and, and get them to do things, okay? And again, that's the kind of power that we need to have and need to show as leaders today. And it all comes back to us on how we are being, okay? And that's why to really be a successful or modern leader today, you really got to take care of your own shit, folks, okay? Uh, because the world reflects back what you are doing. And so that's why, you know, I teach in my programs, I, I try to espouse here on the podcast as well, that whatever you do, worry about taking care of and developing yourself. Because, you know, the, the more integral you can be, the more you can, you know, make sure that you are the best person that you can be and that you are showing up and being that person all of the time, that is what people want to follow, okay? That's the difference between a leader that people want to follow and love versus a leader who people kind of go along with because they have to. So again, let me ask you, do you want to be that kind of leader who people love and want to follow? Or do you want to be that asshole leader that people go along with because they have to, and the minute that you turn your back, they're going a different way? That's what I'm talking about. And I'm hoping that, again, that you can see the difference uh, between what's going on there. So that's, it's, it's an important thing that you really have 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 to get through your mind okay people will not follow you people will not do things just because of a title that you have uh, or just because they're you're their boss it just doesn't happen anymore okay so focus more on that now the last one is around influencing versus manipulating and you know again bob cialdini has a great book called influence he's got another one called persuasion um, great reads for you to go take a look at. Um, and, and I've incorporated some, you know, some of his information into what I teach people because it's good. It's scientifically backed on, you know, why do people go along? Why do people get influenced by other people? Right. And in fact, there's six things. There's liking, reciprocity, consensus, authority, consistency, and scarcity that are some of the pillars of influence. 
and I've talked about them here before. I'm not going to get into them all um, today, but there's some acts so of there's some ways, there's some skills in how you can use <clears throat> those different principles to actually be able to influence people. Now, why am I talking about the difference between influence versus manipulation? Well, because historically, especially in corporate America, there has been a command and a control type of mentality, which is, again, kind of like I talked about before with the external power. I'm the boss. I'm the one that decides. You just have to do what I'm going to say. And if you don't, then I'm going to fire you. Or if you don't, then I'm going to give you a bad review. Or if you don't, then you're not going to get a very good raise this next year. Or if you don't, then I'm not going to give you a bonus. Now, by doing that, what you're actually doing is trying to control the other person or manipulate them into doing what you want to do. Now, whether you realize it or not, you're actually taking away or trying to take away that person's free will by doing this, by putting them in a position where they no longer have a choice, you're actually being an asshole, okay? I'm just going to cut to the chase on that. You're an asshole if you're doing that, okay? And I don't think you want to be an asshole as a leader, okay? So because of that, in, in, in what I find is a lot of people know about the concepts of influence, and they think they're influencing, but they're actually manipulating people. And so this is one of those skill areas that you really have to learn how to do it. It's all based in psychology, but the intention behind why and what you're doing is so important as well. And so again, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm preaching here on the podcast. I, I, I talk about in the programs, whether I work with people one-on-one -on -one, uh, from a coaching perspective or in some of the group programs and other courses and trainings that I do because it's so important for you to actually learn how to do this right and with the right intention. Because again, we want to make sure that we're allowing people to choose. Now, obviously we wanna make that choice in their best interest because there's something that we would prefer that they do, but we always have to leave it as it's their choice, okay? You can choose to do it, you cannot choose to do it. It's up to you. Now, with every choice, there are consequences, right? And so again, as someone who maybe supervises people, if some of the people that work for you choose to do something else, there's going to be consequences, right? And sometimes we're the one who have to be the one that provide those consequences, but you can see 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 the difference in in how this could be. So I'm I'm just gonna. A lot of you are probably parents, um, have young children now, or teenagers, or if you're like me, you know, I had plenty of kids. I have plenty of kids, right? so I've gone through it. They they're all adults now. But let's let's kind of talk about that this concept in how you might parent even, right? Because again, this isn't, this podcast isn't just about, you know, career and leadership that way. It's about your whole life anyway, right? So, so let's look at, you know, how, uh, and, and try to use this analogy around parenting and be able to show the difference of, you know, if you're trying to manipulate 
people versus providing people with choices and in influencing them. Okay. Now, um, you know, again, if one of my children came to me, let's, let's say they're, they're a smaller child, right? And I want them to do something like, I want you to clean your room. Now, there are certain things that I could do to manipulate my child to force them to clean their room. And I'm sure you've seen parents who do this. I'm sure you would never do this yourself. Um, but let's say things like, if you don't clean your room by six o'clock, you're not getting any dinner. I'm just not going to feed you if you're not going to do that. Well, is that the way you would talk to your child? Or if you don't clean your room, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to spank you. I'm going to do whatever, right? That's instead using fear tactics or trying to manipulate because there's some form of punishment that goes along with it if they don't do what it is that you want them to do, okay? That's more from a manipulating standpoint. Or you put the person in an awkward position where no, really no matter what they choose, they lose. And, you know, I'm sure you already understand that lose-lose situations are not the way to influence people or make friends, okay? So, so how could this look differently, right? Instead, is actually going to your child and saying something like, you know what, it looks like your room is really kind of messy right now. I'm sure it's probably hard for you to find your favorite toy because you have so many things on the ground. Are you finding it difficult to find the toys that you want to play with, right? And start having some sort of a conversation with them, right? And understand, first off, is, is it important for them to clean their room? Maybe that's a question you should ask yourself too, right? How important is it that they actually clean their room? You know, for some of my children, we didn't, we didn't worry so much about it. Now, if they were making a mess in the other part of the house where the rest of us had to live, that was a different situation. But is it a big deal whether they don't clean their room or not? I don't know. You know, do you make a mountain out of a molehill on something that really doesn't matter anyway? So instead, what you're trying to do is find ways to gate or provide, you know, some sort of benefit for them to do it. Now, again, they can choose to do it or choose not to do it. It's up to them as long as you have, you know, expressly kind of shown what those consequences are. So again, I could go to, to this child and say, you know what, I really need you to clean your room. You know, if you don't clean your room, I'm not going to be able to do this. Now, the choice is up to you. You can clean your room or you don't clean your room. If you don't clean your room, I won't be able to do X, Y, Z, but the choice is up to you. And then you walk away and you let that child decide for themselves on what they're going to do. Again, them fully understanding what the consequences are one way or another. But do you see the difference between those two? And I know, you know, again, sometimes we're trying to control we want to control and make sure that nothing bad ends up happening. That's why sometimes as parents, we really try to control our children because we're, we're afraid they're going to hurt themselves or we're afraid that something is going to happen. Well, as a leader, you can't be afraid of bad things happening. You just have to try to do what you can to make things more uh, likely to turn out in a good way. But at the end of the day, everybody has their own choice and their own 
decision, okay? So again, that's kind of what I wanted to talk a little bit um, to you today about some of these modern um, leader skills that you need to have. And again, as you're listening, you know, some of these things might have popped out and went, oh my goodness, I don't really know how to do that. I'm not quite sure how to do that. Well, keep listening to the podcast, reach out to me uh, and, and let me know. Um, but I've also given you a few actual, you know, tactical skills that you can actually do today. Because what I will tell you, you know, you can choose to continue to do things the way you've been doing them. And if you do, there's, it's probably going to be more and more difficult for you in your role as a leader, or you can choose to start doing things different to start looking at yourself and becoming a better person and a better leader. Because what ends up happening is, you know, we change the world one person at a time. And the first person that we need to change is ourself. And what I will tell you, having worked with lots of people over many, 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 many years is the more you change yourself, the more the world around you changes. And nothing in your world will change until you choose to change yourself. But the beautiful thing is, when you change yourself, the world around you will change. So with that, I'm going to sign off for this episode, and we will catch you on the next episode. Have a great rest of your day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Jamming with Jason. Keep on rocking in the audit world. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you enjoyed the most about the podcast. And you may even be featured on a future episode. When you're ready to turbocharge your leadership development, Join the Briefing Leadership Program, where you get access to everything in one place and can interact directly with me in the group. If you'd like to earn continuing professional education for listening to today's episode, head on over to C-Risk Academy's video on-demand learning platform at ondemand.criskacademy.com. Not only do you get a CPE certificate, but you will also have access to hundreds of video on-demand learning opportunities. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.